Hello and welcome to the Knitting on the Run podcast, where it's always knitting and fun in 30 minutes or less. Show notes can be found at windswepknits.com. You can find me on Instagram and Ravelry as windswepmoni, and on Facebook and Twitter as windswepknits. Hello, this is episode 117, recorded June 5th, 2023. I am back from break. Thank you very much for returning with me. Uh, so yeah, it's been a little bit crazy here because I actually had wrist surgery about three weeks ago, three, three and a half weeks ago or so. I'm doing well. It's healing. I don't have a full range of motion back yet. Um, I am going to be starting physical therapy in like a week or so, give or take. So I'm looking forward. Well, maybe looking forward to that is not the best phrase. I know that's going to hurt, but I'm looking forward to working with the specialist and getting my range of motion back so I can use my wrist a lot more. I've been in a wrist brace for about two weeks now. And before that, I had like a half cast for about two weeks. So maybe it's been almost four weeks now. It's been a little while. Um, I have done some knitting. I'm allowed to use my hands, but not my wrist. So what I found I could do is I've got a a hitchhiker I started a while back to use up an old skein of shawl and a ball that well shawl and a ball has been discontinued by Lion Brand, and I had a skein left that doesn't match anything else in my stash. It's it's a very fuzzy yarn, and I don't have a lot of fuzzy yarns, so I just decided to make myself a hitchhiker, and it would be a background project whenever I, you know, needed something small-ish to throw in or brainless knitting, go back and forth and back and forth and garter stitch. That's what I had. Well, because it's garter stitch in a fuzzy yarn, it's great. Uh, Gage doesn't matter. So I about every other day for the past mm, 10 days or so, I have put a row on my hitchhiker. And I keep my wrist very still, and I do almost all the work with um, my, the, just the hands, the fingers, essentially. And it's actually making me focus on my economy of motion and how I'm using my joints and trying to use them a little bit less so I don't put a lot of wear and tear on my my hands, my wrists, my fingers while I'm knitting. So hopefully I'll be able to knit for a long time to come. So that's actually a good thing. And no, I should I should specify now, the wrist surgery is completely unrelated to knitting. I did not damage my wrist in any way. It was just something that had to happen because of the way my body is. Not a knitting injury, don't worry. Works in progress. So I actually worked on it a lot before I had my surgery. So I am going to include all of that here. In the epic saga of the red socks for thing one, these are the uh, socks I knit for Christmas that were too small, that I then re-knit in DC that were on the wrong needles and too small. I then re-knit them again. And the day before the surgery, I had my hair done and several inches cut off just to make it easier to deal with hair with, you know, one hand. So I was sitting in the chair. I also had my hair colored that day. I have a nice, fun, kind of dark purple color. And I turned the heel and it looked great. And I'd made it wider and a little bit longer. And a couple days later after my surgery, I was like, you know, kiddo, try these on. Let's see how they fit. And he tried them on and they fit perfectly, which would be great, except he wants to wear them next winter. (laughs) So, third strike. Okay, so I came up with the grand plan. I'm going to rip them back again, add a couple more stitches for the circumference, and I'm just going to knit a blasted tube sock. I don't care. I'm not going to even bother turning a heel. He's growing so much at this point. He's fifth grader. He's almost 12, and he is just growing. So, I'm going to knit a tube sock that's a little bit wider than the one I have now. And on Christmas Day, I am going to take a measurement and I will make a afterthought heel and it will be just fine. <laughs> I'm not, not re-knitting this sock 
a fifth time. Four is enough. <laughs> the Davit top. Uh, I was so close. I really wanted to finish this. I was so close, but I didn't. I finished the body, though, and I blocked it. So it's gorgeous. It's been hanging up on my drying rack for three weeks now because it's just it's a nice, safe place to keep it out of the way and out of the way of cats who really like the silk yarn that I used. So I just need to seam the shoulders together. And then hopefully I'll be able to knit the sleeves soon because I am so close and I really want to wear this. It's beautiful. I want to wear it this summer. The Find Your Fade is coming along. This is a pattern designed by Andrea Maori, and I'm knitting this up in Midori Bamboo from the Fiber Lady in a discontinued colorway, plus a Cotton Bamboo Sport Weight from Great Adirondack Yarn Company in a crazy riot multicolored colorway. I'm fading on my own schedule, not the patterns. So I have faded from the Fiber Lady into the Great Adirondack Yarn Co. I'll be using two skeins of that giant bright multicolored for the body. And then at the very, very end where you kind of fill in the triangle, I will be fading into some hand spun cotton at the end. I am nearly back to the second lace section after the knitting fail from a couple episodes ago. The Tenwen Cowl. This is a pattern designed by Thayer Priest Parker. This is the prize for the Knit for Food Knitathon that I worked up in Lana Grossa Elastico, a plant-based yarn with elastic in it, so it works cables beautifully. My neighbor is the lucky winner, and she asked for a cabled cowl. This one has lots of fun cables, so I finished the knitting and I blocked it, but it wasn't dry enough for me to seam it the night before my surgery, because of course it wasn't. <laughs> so it's all ready to go. I just need a little more wrist motion before I can do, you know, 70 stitches of Kitchener. So it's coming along. And as I said, I have done a little bit of knitting since the surgery on a hitchhiker shawl in Lion Brand shawl in a ball. Spinning. So one thing I have been able to do is actually spin. My doctor's orders right after the surgery were to move my hands 10 plus times an hour to reduce the swelling, at least for the first week or two. So I thought it was about 48 hours after the surgery. Like, let me let me try spinning because that's just literally just open and closing your fingers for the pinching. I was I was doing the long draw and most of the work with my uninjured hand and then just using my my surgery hand to just pinch the fiber and even out the, the fluffier pieces. And it worked great. I managed to finish up the last skein, or sorry, the last ply for a lovely green yarn um, spun from Buchanan Fibers cotton. Buchanan Fibers, unfortunately, has closed. So I plied that up on the Lendrum to give my wrist a break. I used my feet for that, and I ended up with 933 yards of a three-ply. It's a heavy fingering. A few places might be a little bit almost to sport weight, but it's more of a heavy fingering. I also started spinning some old cheap cotton, uh, something where I go like a pound of cotton for a cheap price. I forget, probably at Rhinebeck or something like that. It's not my favorite cotton to spin, but it's spinning a little bit thicker than most cottons I've worked with. So I am planning to make a four-ply DK and I am going to dye it. I have about one and a half bobbins done and I realized with all the spinning that um, I was getting low on bobbins for my Nano too from Dreaming Robots. So I actually bought several new bobbins from Etsy, which was very fun. I started spinning some purple silk that I bought at Wayland Farm and Fiber Days. And I apologize, I don't have the card in front of me um, who the fiber was from, but they were a lovely couple. I had a great time chatting with them, and I will put that in the show notes. I also started a bamboo slash faux cashmere blend that I bought from the now closed main top mill, and that has been interesting to work with. Bamboo is a much longer staple fiber. I'm used to working cottons and silks mostly, so they are short staple fibers, and they behave kind of similarly when you're spinning. <clears throat> the bamboo and the faux cashmere work completely differently. 
Um, so it's been it's been definitely learning, but I've enjoyed it. And actually, my little guy, my youngest, loves the feel of the bamboo faux cashmere blend. He'll sit there and hug it with me. And he actually asked if he could start learning to spin. So we sat down this weekend, and he was actually spinning on my little Nano 2 with me, which is a lot of fun. On the run. So I finally started exercising again this past week, which was exciting. Uh, let's see, I think it was last Tuesday. I went for a mile and a half long walk around the block, and I really enjoyed it, just getting out of the house and moving again. I'm seriously considering walking the annual Boston 10K for women. I've done it two or three times in in the past, uh, but I don't think I've done it since my youngest was born. The nice thing about this is that it's got a pretty generous time limit and walkers are welcome. I actually, the first time I did it, I walked. I didn't run at all. So I'm, I'm thinking about maybe using that as like a, a stretch goal. It's, you know, a 10K is only a little over six miles, 6.1 miles. So it's not that far. And I'm already doing a mile and a half. So five months to get up to six miles, that's totally doable in a nice, safe fashion, even for people with cranky joints like mine. So that's my stretch. We'll see. I'm not going to sign up for it right now. We do have a history here in the Boston area of um, rainy Columbus Days, and it's on Columbus Day slash Indigenous Peoples Day. Historically, that's the day the, the race has been run. And it can be really nasty. It can either be like gorgeous or really, really awful. October is here. You never know what you're going to get. So I actually am going to wait and sign up either the week of or on the day. There's always signups available on the day. So I'm going to I'm gonna wait and see. But I am, I'm looking forward to that. I haven't done a race in a long time long time, many years. And I'm, I am, I've never been a fast person. I have never, you know, signing up for 5Ks, half marathons, even the marathon I did, there was no way in God's green earth that I was ever going to win any of those. I'm a back of the packer. Even when I was running, I was a back of the packer. I like to do the races for the camaraderie. Um, there's, there's just a great group of people for the, the races that I, that I in the past have chosen to do. It's been a wonderful experience having, you know, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 of your closest friends in this rate, you're all there for the same goal. And it's wonderful. Or even the local 5Ks where there's like 200 of you. But you know, it's it's just a great community. And I really, even though I can't run anymore, I do enjoy being a part of it still. I've got sunshine. So this one's a little bit more unusual. Um, There's kind of a sad backstory, but um, there's a lot of hope, which is great. So many of you have probably heard, especially if you're on the east coast of the U.S., have heard about the fires up in Nova Scotia um, that have been raging for the past you know, week or two. We've even had the smoke down here. I think it's even gone as far south as Virginia. And, you know, when, when, when it hit, even down here in the Boston area, I mean, it smelled like my neighbors were having, you know, fires in their backyards. And this is from several hundred miles away. And, and, you know, across the Bay of Fundy, across the ocean, the, 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 the water, the Atlantic, North Atlantic, it was, it was coming down and it's been crazy. Well, those of you who live through that can imagine how scary it must be up in Nova Scotia. And I have a lot of family up there, actually. The, the big fire, the one that's really raging out of control, is really close to my family. I have a lot of family about 10-ish miles or so away. There's actually a smaller fire even between them and the big fire. So it's been a scary time for them. Uh, as you can understand, you know, I've, I've got several cousins who work in towns that have been closed and, and inside evacuation areas, who, you know, the, their, their jobs are, are literally inside an evacuation zone. So, you you know, obviously can't go to work and they're worried about their friends and their family and their loved ones, of course. So as scary as that is, they've had rain the past few days. Beautiful, glorious rain. 
And I was very excited reading last night that two of the fires up by Halifax and then the fire down south in Pumnico are under control, which is wonderful. The huge one over in Barrington, not under control, but they managed to, they, they dug a fire break seven kilometers long and they kept the fire from reaching the town of Barrington itself, which is wonderful. And they have had several days now of rain. And if I'm doing the conversion in my head, the forecast from Sunday to Wednesday was supposed to be for the greater Barrington area, Shelburne County area, was three to four inches of rain. So I'm just so happy they really, really need some bright spots in their life. So I wanted to to share that with you folks that, you know, it's just, I'm, I'm so happy. Anyway. That is the end. Obviously, I haven't been doing much for the past three weeks because of my wrist, and I will not be doing much again for the next couple weeks, so I'm not going to record a mid-June episode. I'm going to record towards the end of June, and that will be my one episode, and then I'm hoping if my wrist is doing better, I will be back to a regular recording schedule for July. That is my hope, so please keep your fingers crossed for me. I really am dying to get back into knitting. Uh, I've already got several projects planned. <laughs> and my friend Cheryl didn't help by gifting me a whole bunch of old yarn that she doesn't want to use anymore. So I'm staring at a giant pile of Quince and Company Sparrow and I have all the plans for all the summer knits that I want to make. I'm so excited. So thank you to Cheryl for that. But my heart goes out to all of you out in Nova Scotia. I love you. I see you. And I will talk to you all in a couple weeks. Keep those legs and those needles moving. Bye-bye. <laughs>